What's up, guys? This is Rich Tabishan, host of The Rich Life, the key to living your best life. What's up, guys? It is Rich Tabishan here, host of The Rich Life, the key to living your best life. I want to thank you for joining me today. We have a special episode that is actually related to money and wealth and riches and building and increasing your income. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's start. Okay, so this is actually a topic that um, a lot of people I think need to know, okay? Now, when it comes to increasing your income, there, so here, let me just quickly tell you about my journey with income, right? So at a certain level, when you're working for an employer, you're gonna hit a, I'll call it a, plateau right you'll hit a plateau with an employer so you have one you have a couple of things you can do you can either um work you know like prove your value as an employee to that employer and figure out a way to get a raise right that's one way you can increase your income that way the most common and i think um what i what i'm hearing a lot of nowadays especially with um you know you know companies like uber out there companies like doordash all this sharing economy, what I'm seeing a lot of is the concept of side hustles, right? We call it, we hear this a lot, side hustles, make extra money, right? And um, while I applaud the movement, I'll say, it it's challenging for, for people, right? So most people will say, oh, I don't have the time, I don't have the time. But if you really look at, if you really look at what time you're spending on, I'll call them non-productive activities, you'll start to realize how much time you're spending watching Netflix or commuting or, um, you know, or not effectively commuting. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but the problem that I see is that your, your time management is all out of whack and the time management needs to be fixed, right? Your time management needs to be fixed. So what I mean by that, if you take a really simple view at a day, you have 24 hours in a day, you're probably sleeping seven to eight hours. Subtract that, that's the time you're awake during the day. Now, what you're probably doing during the day is working, let's say a nine to five for most of you. I don't know, you know, some entrepreneurs are listening, but if you're working a nine to five um, job as an employee, right? So you get up early, maybe six, seven o'clock, you go maybe to the gym, wake up, do a Miracle Morning like I do. Highly recommend that. Listen to a previous episode of Miracle Morning, huge fan. Um, when you do that, right? You probably get home and you're exhausted from work. Like, oh man, what a hard day at work. That was so tough. I just spent my, all my brain power. Then I maybe have, then you maybe have to come home to a kid, you know, to kids and family. And, and that's beautiful, right? All that stuff is beautiful, but it can be draining psychologically, physically, all that stuff. Maybe you go to the gym, you know, at night, I don't know, whatever your routine is. So anyway, you get home and you just want to crash, right? You just want to chill. Netflix and chill, right? Get home. Oh, I just want to like veg out. And great. That's there is a time and a place for vegging out and just not caring and just doing whatever you want to do and just watching Netflix, right? So cool. But if you add every, you know, you start to become, it might become routine. Like you start binge watching. All of a sudden, you're sitting down, you're watching Netflix, and you wake up or you look up, and it's like three hours later. Like holy crap, How, you know, where did that time go? And I've been there before, and it is, and it's kind of, 
intense, right? So what I'm not suggesting is that Netflix is bad or whatever, like movies are bad. It, you do need that kind of downtime and, and rest and relaxation to just kind of veg out and just not think or just relax. Um, I t- personally do that through meditation. So listen to my meditation episode and how meditation changed my life because it's pretty significant um, for me anyway. So in other words, I don't need to quote unquote veg out as much anymore because I'm vegging out early in the morning and controlling my thoughts and relaxing. So I don't really need to like, you know, like lay down and just chill and watch Netflix, bro. (laughs) So that's not me. You know, like I don't do that anymore. Um, So in other words, what I can do is spend that time. I would normally do that and move and put it towards something more, um, put it something towards more productive. Okay. So for example, side hustles or increasing your income or what I did was I went to real estate classes at night and I went and got my real estate uh, license. Not, it's not an easy thing to do. Okay. And actually for most of you that are thinking about it, it's up to you. Obviously, if you want to do that, um, I would not suggest right off the bat making it full time because you have to expect at least six to eight months not making money and building your brand and you're building your business. So it's really, it's really challenging. Like if you're trying to like go from, you know, working in nine to five and then all of a sudden go to uh, real estate, it's challenging. And maybe I'll just do another episode on that too. But anyway, what I wanted to share with you guys today is um, one side hustle that I did personally. Um, and, and, it, and this really only applies, unfortunately only applies to folks that own a home. Okay, so if you don't own a home, sorry in advance, but this will help you a little bit. Um, first of all, when you buy a home, you ha- it's, an, it's an asset un- unless you um, make income from it. So for example, if you turn it into like a short-term rental property or vacation rental property, then, or you, or you rent it out to, to roommates, like, I, you know, like I've done with house hacking, which is another episode. You got to check that episode out on house hacking. It's pretty cool. Um, one way to increase your income is to um, do an Airbnb host, like become an Airbnb host. Okay. It's really simple to go through the process, by the way, to get through there and, and to get approved and, you know, pictures and all that stuff. Um, you just got to put in the work. Like it's not just going to happen. Like for most people, you don't realize like these things just don't magically happen to you. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the, uh, take the pictures, take the photos, put the title, put the description, make it clear, make it fun, make it exciting. Um, and then do the work and operate that it's a small business, right? So what I, what I want to share with you today is how I made a thousand dollars a month. And this is not typical, right? It depends on the area. It depends on the location. It just so happens that Charleston, South Carolina, where I live is a very high touristy city, right? So a lot of people like to visit and travel on business, travel for pleasure, check out the city, look at the area. So that benefits me being a a more touristy city for people that are coming in and want to stay for like a week or a couple days or whatever, a weekend. Okay. So step one, first of all, you need to buy a home, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, I have actually heard of people, you know, subletting and doing Airbnb. That's a really bad idea because you don't own the property and you're subletting and you're putting risk to the homeowner um, and you're putting risk to the landlord. Okay. So don't do that. Own the home straight out before you can actually rent it out on Airbnb. Okay. So even before that, you got to get your finances together, right? Get your money right and make sure you are budgeting. Make sure you are on top of your finances. Make sure you're not spending more than you make. 
and also get your credit score right because you cannot purchase a home, finance a home from a lender or from a mortgage uh, broker without good uh, credit scores. Um, okay, now if you do have bad, bad credit score, you might be able to still get a loan, but you'll get a really crappy rate, which I don't recommend because you just put yourself in horrible debt. Not a big fan of that, okay? Anyway, so that, those are kind of like your pre-steps. So I'll just say like, you know, zero and minus one are those steps. Like get your money right, get your budget right, and um, get your credit score right. So you got to fix that stuff first before you can do this, okay? Step number one, buy or own a home. So buy a home. Make sure it's in a decent location for vacation rentals. So do your research on Airbnb and VRBO and those websites. Um, okay, no, step number two, furnish the Airbnb. All I did, guys, was I, I went on Amazon.com. I looked up inexpensive furniture, but like nice, modern, but inexpensive, right? I, I didn't go to like a showroom or anything like that in store because um, first of all, to ship it would be a pain in the butt. Um, second of all, usually that stuff is pretty heavy and not lightweight like you can get on um, Amazon. And I got some nice, um, um, you know, air mat or uh, what was it like an air mattress with foam and like a nice frame and some decorations in the room, like super inexpensive. I probably didn't spend more than like $250 on the room, to be honest, maybe 300 max. <coughs> so do that. Make sure you furnish the room. Don't go too crazy on it. Don't break the bank because... What, what I started doing was, as I was making money from Airbnb, I would reinvest it in the room and improve it as I went. So even if you wanna keep it super simple and just go with like uh, a bed frame, just a bed frame and then just like a mattress and maybe two end tables and that's it, call it a day, there's your room, rent it out. People will still need a place to, li- uh, uh, place to stay, right? Now you have to be comfortable with renting a room out and living there at the same time. If you're not comfortable with that, then you're kind of screwed on this option, but um, you can also rent the whole house out if you buy the house and you rent the whole house. Um, sometimes you can get more money for that, obviously, because it's like private and an entire place. Um, but then you need to find a place to stay. So maybe you call up your friend and say, hey, you know, I got somebody booked the, the whole place for the week or the weekend or whatever. Can I stay at your house? You know, you have to work that out with a friend or family member, uh, etc. So hopefully you have that kind of connection. But anyway, step number three, sign up as an Airbnb host. Okay. Um, it's important to do that. Obviously, you need to sign up. Now, the steps are pretty easy once you sign up. Like, you just fill out your basic information. The idea when you first do it is to um, make sure that you verify as much information as you can. So, I think one of them is like a government issued ID, uh, your Facebook, you know, any social media platforms. Um, there's some other verification I can't remember right now, but make sure you do as many as you can, possibly, you know, possibly uh, as possible, because that's going to make you more credible and more trustworthy as a host, you know, and I think they even do a background check for folks. So um, make sure you do all those steps. Okay. All right. So next step would be make sure you're taking great photos or hire somebody. And I think in some cities, not in Charleston, but in some cities like major cities like New York, Miami, etc., they um, you can hire folks that will come out and just do Airbnb photos for you, and you give them like hundred bucks, right? So first of all, you need like you're gonna need some cash. I forgot to mention that you're gonna need some cash ahead of time, obviously, to furnish the room and to um, you know to, to maybe hire somebody to take photos, or you could just use your phone, right? Start with that first, and then maybe upgrade your your photos and photography and maybe some video um, to help market it a little bit better. Uh, also, by the way, with marketing real quick, the beauty of 
Uh, the beauty of Airbnb is it's kind of like a search engine for you. So people will search and find the area and all that based on your location. So you don't really have to post it like, um, you know, at all because the, the search naturally will, people will find it based on your um, criteria and the information that you put in there. So make sure it's clear information. All right, next thing, write an awesome headline and a clear description. That's really, really important. Um, do something that's eye-catching but not too crazy with like a million emojis or whatever. Um, do something that is clear, that is awesome, that is concise. Um, make sure you're very clear up front about the description. Make sure you tell them that if it's a room for rent that somebody is living there and maybe even one person or an extra person is living there. Make sure you're clear about the check-in instructions as well. And then step number six, think about logistics and competitive research. Before you even price it out, you, you might want to do a search on that exact area that you're in and see what prices are there, right? I mean, you don't want to undercut people and be a dick, right? You, you just want to put it up and then um, make sure you're listing it at a competitive rate. So that could be, you know, comparably, like um, in real estate, what we do as, because like, I'm an agent, what I do is I'll do comps for, for homeowners. It's the same concept. What I'm doing is I'm comparing related homes with similar features and then pricing them accordingly um, or at least looking at and identifying what the right price would be and the strategy that I want to approach. Okay, so competitive pricing research uh, and logistics, okay? Next, publish your listing, step number seven. Step number eight, maintain communication with your renters. That's really key. Really, guys, they're your customers at the end of the day, whether you have a tenant, whether you have a you know, somebody in the in the room for Airbnb, they're your customers. So you need to make sure that you're communicating with them or you hire a property manager. Like if you, have, if you just have like one or two rooms, I manage them very easily myself. Um, in fact, when I made, you know, when I was making $1,000 a month, um, and again, that's not very typical of everybody, right? So make sure your area is, is clear, you know, make sure that the area has that type of volume. Luckily, you know, my area has that type of volume. And uh, also, I had two. I have two listings, right? So that that doubles the the income. Okay. Anyway, so make sure you're maintaining communication with your renters. Make sure you're clear. Make sure you message them back quickly because that's what people want nowadays is that on-demand type of um, communication. So if you can't do it and you can't be on-demand, then you need to find somebody to manage that for you. Okay. So. With that, that guys, I just went through that super quick. I hope that wasn't like too much of a tangent. Um, <laughs> um, so that's pretty much how you make $1,000 a month on Airbnb. And with that, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Make sure to reach out to me on um, Instagram at Rich or at Beach Property Guy, which is my real estate business. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Rich Life, the key to living your best life. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and I answer all my direct messages on Instagram at Rich and at Beach Property Guy. Take care.